Hello? Sorry, we can't come to the phone right now. It's girls' night. Hey everyone, it's Adela. Hi everyone, it's Shawnee. And today we have a special guest. It's Ashley. Ooh. So Ashley is Shawnee's sister. Yes. And she is here to talk to us about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> about interesting stuff. Yeah, it's not just any regular stuff. You yeah, know? no. For girls' girls night. night, we have very interesting and very juicy topics for you guys tonight. We do. So grab your drinks and let's get settled in. Let's do this thing. So how was everyone's week? Uh, my week wasn't too interesting, per se. Mine was good. I started a new job. Um, this upcoming week, I have spring break for school, but I never get a break. So that's false information. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How was your week? My week was not so fun. I dislocated my shoulder twice in the same day. Oh, um, that was a fun time. <laughs> to, that that was a very interesting girls' night a few, like, what, a week ago? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, where we had to put my shoulder, we had to learn how to put my shoulder back in place. You know, we're not professionals, but, you know. Um, and I've started occupational therapy because my shoulder is just, not doing its thing you know we but, love a broken bitch oh no, yeah well other than that it's been all right work has been work and life has been life has been trying to throw some really interesting punches but you know gotta keep it going so let's talk about euphoria right has anyone watched the last episode Oh, I haven't even finished watching season two. Oh my god. I'm like on the third episode of season two. Have you watched it? I started it randomly on season two, but like uh-huh. I know I keep up through like TikTok and stuff. I see all the little clips. Yeah. So on TikTok there's this song uh that Zendaya made with um I, I can't remember Labyrinth the artist. Yeah, Labyrinth, something? yeah. Um, and everyone's been playing it on TikTok, you know, making these like very emotional TikToks, and I saw this girl she made one specifically. It was like a very emotional, very in-depth TikTok using the song. And the song just made me remember how I felt when I was like 15 or 16, thinking it wouldn't, like, I wouldn't make it past like 18. And after like looking at that video and like just looking at myself in the mirror, like, I was like, wow, like, I'm so proud of myself. Like, I made it to 24. Like, I don't know. I know it's just so random, but I'm just so proud of myself for even being here. Yes, I feel we, like that was very depressing for me to say. No, we love, we stand. We love to hear that. I literally love every time you mention to me, like, those times where you can recall just being like, I didn't think I was going to make it past a certain age. Yeah. Because I used to be so, that used to make me so sad. I was like, oh, like, stop. But, yes, we love to see growth. Yeah, I feel like everyone has those times where they don't think that they're going to make it past a certain obstacle or certain like moments in their lives but like for me like I'm just so proud of like just me being here like today on this very day with you guys and all of you you know all of you listening like all of you girlies out there like I'm just so proud of you all for being here and listening and we appreciate you guys so much 
And what's so funny, guys, is that growing up, I remember seeing my sister go through so many hardships and I had made my own promise to myself after this one incident of I saw I saw her in the bathroom and I made a promise to myself from there on out. I was like, no matter what I ever go through, the hardest thing in my entire life, I will never, never, never like harm myself. I will never get to that level mentally because I know I can like try to overcome it because it, it's just so disheartening, especially when it's somebody you care so much about yeah. and to that day I kept that promise and it's funny because people will look at my life and from the outside they're like oh my goodness like I would have never thought or this and that but then when I tell them because I'm so open and honest and they're just like oh my goodness like how did you overcome all these things and you know I had someone ask me like oh have you ever felt suicidal and I was like thank god I never have mm-hmm. like I thank the lord um, and it just takes um, different strength and different people. And to even feel suicidal and then not go through with it for yeah. some people, that's even that's such strength that I can't even imagine. Um, so it's it's a very proud moment. Yeah, I feel like everyone should be very proud of all of their like small, big accomplishment uh, accomplishments, like whatever you accomplish in your life. And, you know, just like I said, you being here today and you waking up, you getting out of bed today, like it's an accomplishment in itself. And I'm so proud of you all. I know, Ashley, that this month is a little bit uh, hard for you. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about what happened. Yeah, it's so funny because I tell people my story all the time. It could literally be a stranger on the street. And I'm like, okay, so let me tell you what happened today. Just like random stuff. Um, so essentially last year was the hardest ever of my entire life. And it's funny because I was only 19. So people are like, oh, you're like, you were so young. But at the same time, when you get to know me, I've been like very mature because I've been through so many things at such Mm -hmm. a young age that I just feel like I grew up rather quickly. Um, so yeah, so last year I was doing school full time, working full time, And for a moment there, I had to, you know, leave the country. My grandmother was very ill. She ended up passing away. That was on my mom's side. And my family on my mom's side is very unified. We've always been pretty close. So that was very hard in itself. Um, I got super ill after her death because it was so emotionally draining and just like traumatic, I guess, that it took a physical toll on my body. Uh, I was like throwing up. I was nauseous. I would pass out constantly. Um, My sister took me to the hospital one day, literally for for a week I was sick. And they had to like tell me at work, they were like, look, you have to go home because this is just too much. Um, And as soon as I got there and I was checking myself in when my sister dropped me off at the hospital, I passed out. But yeah, so she passed. And then I was sick. Then my other grandmother passed. Then I was working, doing school, looking after my parents um, because I was living back at their apartment uh, because of COVID and everything. And then after that, my grandfather, it's funny because I don't usually call him that, but just to explain the story. So my mother's father was here in the United States for some time. And one weekend, he tried to wake me up twice out of my sleep and essentially tried to molest me. And then after that, I had left immediately. I remember, I vividly remember coming to my sister's house that night and I was so distraught. obviously couldn't sleep. I couldn't even eat. I couldn't think. I couldn't. 
anything. And then telling my mom was just like the hardest thing I think I've ever had to do just to have to look her in her face. Um, yeah, it was just tough. It's tough. So that time is just coming around soon. It's going to be like a one year anniversary of her death. And so, but yeah, no, it was crazy. After that, it was like month after month. I got to the point where, remember the first girls night I went to and I told Jason, our other friend, I was mm -hmm. like, dude, I think somebody put a fucking curse on me. It was so bizarre. It was bizarre. Because every month it was like, then somebody stole $4,000 from my bank account. I got into a huge car accident where I was behind the wheel. And I was like, okay, this is it for me. Like, when my family sees my dead body, I hope they're going to be okay after this. Like, it was it was insane. Then my cousin tried to sue me for defamation. Then I was homeless because I was buying a house, didn't get the house. And, and before that, I was getting an apartment, didn't get the apartment. And it was just insane. And there were nights I would literally sleep in my car. And then after a while where I was staying in the summer, um, I, I could no longer stay there. I had to go back to my parents' place. I would literally sleep on the floor. Like, I was so uncomfortable because I was so traumatized. Mm -hmm. And I was just, I just couldn't deal anymore. And there were times where I was like, I, I don't know how I'm going to keep pushing through this because I continued, you know, going to school, going to work. Sometimes I couldn't focus. Sometimes things would, like, remind me of certain, you know, memories and traumatic experiences. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And on a daily, you know, I would seem okay because surface level, like, I'm usually fine. I just push through things because I have disassociation. So I don't really, like, experience or feel the way that others do. But, yeah, so it was a trip, guys. It was a trip. That's essentially what, what was going on. Do you feel that you were maybe not able to fully process everything that happened since you do have so much disassociation with everything and like your emotions and people and do you feel like maybe you didn't get to process it or maybe you're still processing it? I think I definitely am still processing it. I think it's going to be like a lifelong journey, but I am grateful for everything last year because, one, it brought me closer to my father. We've never had a close relationship ever, ever, ever. Mm -hmm. um, and for two, it's allowed me to feel um, because I couldn't, before last year, I couldn't remember the last time. I felt like it, it just became my normal. I didn't even know that I had disassociation, obviously, until a few months ago. So I think it's definitely been helping with my healing journey um so as much as it sucks to have to go through it and like I know that usually it's also I'm very grateful for it as crazy as that sounds disclaimer we are not professionals we are just two women providing personal opinions and experiences to help others if you or someone you know is in need of urgent care please contact official professionals Suicide hotline and abuse hotline have been provided for you in the episode description. But disassociation is so funny because I usually don't know how to put it into words in order to like fully explain it to others. Mm -hmm. But the best way that I can describe it is I don't truly internalize emotions and feelings on a regular basis. Like I... And that's not to say that I don't feel emotions at all. Like, I do feel happy. I do feel, feel you know, sadness. I do feel angry. Like, I do feel those things. But surface level, 
it doesn't really hit me or nothing really ever phases me. And I know that because I see the way that everyone else in the world goes through things or not necessarily goes through experiences like like you know what's going on in the moment like different occurrences but I mean like how they truly process their emotions all the time Mm -hmm. and that just doesn't occur for me so I don't know it's just so funny I just feel like I don't really um experience life most of the time to best explain it so you typically experience disassociation internally you mean because you said that typically you experience it on a surface level right like I can feel you know happiness and sadness but just like just beyond the surface like there's there's no internalization for those emotions for me mm-hmm. like things just don't phase me or or run deep with me I've um my therapist has told me when I told her certain scenarios and stuff, and she's been like, it sounds like you're, you've been disassociating. But I wouldn't say that my entire life, like my surface, my baseline is disassociation. I wouldn't say that. But there are moments where I can disassociate from situations, events. And like, for me, it feels like, um, like I just kind of am existing. Like there is no, there's just like kind of like a, like a foggy like glass in between you and the real world Mm -hmm. and it's like you're not really happy or sad or angry or mad you're just there you're just existing like it's not like you're not really feeling it you're just there exactly 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 that's exactly how it is and I remember the first time I realized it and I was like I'm 19 years old and I truly cannot recall the last time that I've felt life and that's why I don't know how to explain that to people because they're like what are you talking about like you're obviously living we're all living but I never um before last year I didn't have those moments on a daily basis or randomly or or whenever where I was like I'm truly here like I felt like okay like I'm just here to be here and that's not to say I'm depressed or anything because I know and I know deep down that I'm not but I don't know. That's that's just exactly how it is. Like, usually all the time, I'm like, yeah, I'm just here to be here. You know what I mean? It doesn't really feel much beyond that. I can't imagine. I can't imagine feeling like that for so long. Like, because I experience it for small periods, maybe a day or two or a week max. But then after that, it's like, okay, then I can realize, oh, wow, I was not myself that week. Or, like, I was definitely disassociating. Something is going on. There's something coming up. There's some trauma I need to talk about or something, you know? So mm-hmm. I'll know that. But I can't imagine experiencing it for basically your entire life. I remember one day we went to Target. It had to be, like, two months ago. And remember I stopped you in the parking lot? And I was like, I truly feel like I'm here in this moment. Yeah. And I almost cried because mm-hmm. I was like, I rarely have those moments where I feel like I'm truly living. And it sounds so bizarre to say, but that's just the best way I can explain it. It's so rare for me to to genuinely feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm actually here because I never experienced that. So just little moments like that, I just sit there and then I start looking at everything and I'm like, oh my gosh, let me take this in. Let me take this in. Like, this is like, this is life. Because I know I'm real. I know everything's real. Like, I know there's something else. It's called, it's not disassociation. It's called, um, there's another term, there's another phrase. Um, and it's basically where people have like outer 
outer body experiences mm-hmm. or something and they feel like nothing's real they feel like life is like a game and they feel like they're not really here or nothing is like they're is, in the matrix yeah kind of i'm not sure what it is but i have to look into it but things like that are just so bizarre I don't know. For me, I wouldn't say that I experienced disassociation at times, but I feel like I experienced moments where maybe I feel like I'm in a matrix or something where I feel like I'm not connected to this point or this moment that I'm experiencing. I think that's what disassociation is. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. <laughs> like, well, honestly, don't quote me because I ain't no therapist. Oh, yeah, I was going to say because like, when I like today when I was at work there was a there was like a whole like three hours where I was just like doing work but my mind was blank y'all my mind was blank and for some reason in my head I was thinking that I was planning like my future like planning like to to do other things and I'm like why am I not realizing that I'm here doing this damn work like I don't know what the fuck was going on Babes, I think that was just daydreaming. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that was daydreaming because that's not technically how disassociation works. Like disassociation is like a full disconnection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I don't. I don't get that. I think I just get moments where I'm just like gone. Like yeah. my mind's just gone. Like feeling not present in the moment is different from feeling like not not here. Like yeah. you're fully not living life. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I trust. Trust me, guys. I'm. I'm here mentally, but sometimes mentally I'm not. Sometimes I'm checked out. Mm, I get that. No, I. The one time I remember, I think the most. I wouldn't say most recent, but I guess the recent, most recent, where I was like, I really want to snap out of this, and I can't. Was during Miguel's birthday. Like it wasn't. Wasn't Miguel's birthday? It was that summer thing that we had last summer at our. But yeah, it was a barbecue at our house, and I remember sitting there. And I even you were like, are you okay? Like something's wrong. Like yeah, you're not being girl, yourself. You yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm chilling. But like, really, I was not there. Like it was, it's kind of like watching your life from a different perspective. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's what I mean. Like I'm watching life play out in front of me and I'm just sitting here and I feel like I'm non-existent. But I feel like today I did experience daydreaming. But typically that's how <laughs> I feel though. Like I feel like I'm like, watching shit play out in front of me and I'm just like sometimes I'm not there sometimes I'm not present I want to say that usually disassociation is caused by some sort of type of trauma um and I usually when I feel it I can pinpoint why it's happening or mm-hmm. what is traumatizing that's coming up that's making me be like this is yeah. there anything that you Ashley like went through that you think that caused it when you were a child maybe absolutely and I'm because I'm such an open person I'm kind of the one in my family to always like bring certain things up oh yeah I remember having a conversation (laughs) thanks Shawnee (laughs) I remember having a conversation with my mom um before everything happened last year it was right at the beginning of last year and I sat her down and I was talking to her about certain things we were talking about like this one family event um that was just like terrible so then we started to get into the conversation. I asked her, I said, hey, by the way, I just had a conversation with my friend and they were saying how they experienced life. And I was like, to be honest with you, and that was the first time I, I realized I had disassociation and I wasn't experiencing life the way that others do. Mm-hmm. And I so I asked her like, hey, this, that and the third. And the more we were talking, she was like, yeah, I actually have that, too. 
So I think maybe subconsciously I like followed what she was doing. Mm -hmm. And I say that because me and my mom were always close and we would always hang out so much that I think like the way that she, she is and our personalities are so similar, if not to a T that I just kind of became a mini her. So I saw the way that she dealt with things and maybe that happened to me too. But then I think like I'm such an individual within myself that I think I naturally just gravitated towards like that quote unquote mechanism. But I would say the pivotal moment now that I do therapy that I can think of from my childhood that would have caused me to react that way um, towards like, you know, a daily scenario basis, whatever is when my father cheated on my mom and had another daughter. And I think around that time I was six. And obviously like that's like where you're like developing. And I started to really like, those are like my first memories really of life, like from six and on up. So I think that was just like, my emotions are just shut off. Like always, like it's become the family joke that like if I'm with somebody like a romantic partner, I can just drop them like that and just be like the next day, like, okay, I don't care. And I genuinely, when I tell people I don't care, I genuinely mean it. And sometimes I can't understand, like, if we're having a conversation. I remember we were in my room the other day and I had to explain. I was like, well, I just don't get when, like, people say they don't care, but they mean the complete opposite and they fucking care. Because when I say I don't care, I I mean it. Like, I, I could not care less. So, yeah, my emotions could just be shut off. And I just always am so blunt and just say exactly what I mean. And I think... It was just from that time, like, but, and, and it's not even that I used to care about it, like, because my family kind of just, like, lets things be, Mm. so that's kind of how, like, most family dynamics worry, they're just like, okay, like, you know, this big scenario happened, but, like, let's just leave it alone, you know what I mean, but, which is so funny, so, yeah, I just didn't even care, but I think just subconsciously, that was just the first time where, now I'm realizing my emotions would be shut off for sure. I feel like that's how most freaking Hispanic families work where they're just like, yeah, we're gonna, we know that this happened, but we're just gonna like step right on over and keep on moving and (laughs) pretend that it didn't happen. And then they don't realize that they're causing their children so much trauma. And then when you bring it up to them, it's like, no, it wasn't really that big of a deal. But it's like, I'm going to therapy because of it. So I think it was a little bit of a big deal. No, seriously. I think for Hispanic families, it is such a big thing for them to just bypass any big scenario or big situation that happens or any big topics like machismo, family arguments about, you know, pedophiles, sexual assaults, you know, things like, like, important big things that happen, you know, and I feel like Hispanic families, they're just like, okay, you know what, with God, pasamos, (laughs) like, (laughs) I'm not even joking, like, they'll be like, you know what, vete a la iglesia, excuse me, this for, (laughs) let me translate that, They'll be like, go to church, wash off your sins, and you know what? Then tomorrow will be okay, and you'll feel so much better once you confess how you feel, <laughs> and then everything will be perfectly fine, like nothing. Guys, no, it's the craziest. 
It's the craziest thing. I think about that all the time. I remember last year, I was like, what the fuck? Because literally, they'll see something on the noticias, uh-huh. and they'll be like, I guess so. As soon as, like, they see, like, oh, there was, like, sex trafficking, or, like, you know, this girl was raped by, like, 30 men in her family, like, different shit like that, and they'll uh-huh. be like, I guess so. And they'll see it as such a tragedy, and as soon as it happens to somebody in their family, they're like, shh. You need to be quiet. You need to not say anything so that they can seem like the most, like, perfect family picture. Yeah. And I'm like, bitch, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I would call this person out. That's so wrong. That's so disgusting, especially because it's your family. Are you joking? You know what's funny about Hispanic families? They'll yeah. be the ones, especially, you know, your aunties and stuff. I don't know if it's just Hispanic families. I think it's just, like, you know, people, Hispanic, yeah. like, aunties in general. But they'll be the ones to be gossiping and always telling everybody's business and all that stuff. But when something happens in their family, in their immediate family, are they going to tell everybody else? No, because they want to keep their image pitch perfect or, you know, uh, squeaky clean. Right, right. They be the biggest fucking cheese mozas. Like, and come on. As soon as it's time to, like, tell the truth, they're like, excuse me? What are you talking about? <laughs> And it's so funny. That's actually why most of my family from my mom's side is not claiming me anymore as part of the family. Because I, like, speak up all the time. And they're like, you know what? You're doing too much. You did too much last year when you went on your Instagram live and talked to everyone. And you're always telling your fucking business because this is our family. And I'm like, bitch, that shit happened to me. Like, this is a, and and I would always try to talk to them, you know, before I even, you know, announced it to people, even though yeah. like I am such an open and honest person. And I was like, guys, let's talk about this. I want to protect, you know, other people. God forbid the same thing happens to me, happens to my Someone cousin. Else, yeah. And me not saying anything is, is preventing that from happening. Like, I would never do that. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you need to shut the fuck up. Yeah. So now to this day, I don't really, you know, talk to them. They were so rude and fucking nasty. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at girlsnightpodcast underscore and on TikTok at girlsnightpodcast. You know what's a perfect example of a family, like Hispanic families, like um, keeping stuff hush hush is this show called um, One Day at a Time. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there's an episode where all the family gets reunited for like a funeral, right? For a funeral for a family member, like a a tia died or something like that. And there was this cousin that ended up being a lesbian. And everyone was like asking, there was this one girl that was asking like, oh, you know, his cousin, what's her name? A lesbian. And everybody was, like, throwing their hands in the air. And we were like, we don't know nothing. We don't know nothing, you know. We don't know nothing. Like, everybody keeps everything, like, hush, hush. Like, for fucking what? Like, I can't. Hispanic families need to get it together. Need to get modernized. Yeah. No, all families that do that, honestly. But, yeah, 100%, especially colored families, just have that dynamic to be that way. And it's because, you know, they've been so ostracized in the past. There's Mm -hmm. so many stereotypes about that that I think they try to combat it with being like the picture. Perfect family. Yeah, the picture. How do you say that? Picture Picture perfect. perfect. Picture perfect family. 
And it's so funny, they become so shameful. But like, if you genuinely cared about me as your family member, you would want, first of all, the best for me. You would love me unconditionally. I always tell people, I don't give excuses for anybody. Anybody. We could be blood and that doesn't mean anything to me because if I see your actions and they're not lining up with, you know, how you should be and what we should be doing for each other, that doesn't mean anything. It means absolute garbage. So they just become so shameful and then their pride is like through the roof. I'm like, are you okay as a human being? Are you mentally like, all right? I I can't comprehend. And it's, like, them not even accepting that they had trauma in the past, too. And the reason that they are the way they are is because they have their trauma. And they'll be, like, no, I'm fine. Like, everything was fine. Like, yeah, my dad beat me, but it's fine. Like, I'm still going to take care of him. And in my head, I'm, like, how can you do that? Like, how can you care for somebody? And this is, like, most fucking Hispanic families. Like, how can you care for somebody that was abusive to you and you're just over here pretending that, that it didn't happen and you're, like, caring for them and loving them and giving them money and making sure that they're okay? Like, Fuck them. Fuck out of here. Fuck off. Fuck out of my life. They'll say it's like like a situation or a hardship that they go through or something like that. They'll say, oh, you know, it's just something that we had to overcome. But, you know, we went through it and it's perfectly fine. And you'll ask them, you'll be like, but isn't that trauma? Wasn't that traumatic? And they'll be like, no, it was just a situation we had to go through and we overcame it. They'll be like, like, you should just be thankful you didn't have to go through it. Yeah. (laughs) it's so wild it's actually so wild but two things that I wanted to say one family doesn't you know isn't really linked to blood family is family um like I remember this girl took me in last year when I needed obviously a place to stay after you know the incident happened with the molesting from my mother's father and I stayed with her and her family for like two and a half months basically all summer before school and I was like I am I will be forever gratefully indebted to you guys and obviously we're still in contact to this day I consider her a sister of mine like those aren't just friends those are people that you can consider family and look like people like most of my blood related you know relatives don't I haven't even spoken to and I don't know how long like it's it's so crazy so family is it's just a concept that fucking these Hispanic families make up. I think that every Hispanic man and woman has so much suppressed trauma that they just do not want to, like, work through. Like, so much of it. And I don't even think they realize it because of how suppressed they, it is. They don't realize that it is trauma. They don't realize that it affected them and the way they raised their children. They don't... and that. Yeah, that's actually one of the reasons why I'm doing therapy is to become a better individual for my future children. Because God forbid, I'm like, oh, I can't, you know, fully 100% be the mom that I want to be because I am the way that I am. Like, I'd rather me be 100%. Yeah, I think there's a lot to work through for us, for them, for future generations even, like, there's just there's just so much and it's crazy because everybody goes through something bro like everybody goes through something and thinking about that like it's just insane that everybody around you is going through something that you don't know about and fighting a battle you don't know about but it was really lovely having you with us today yes thank you for being our special guest yes guys thanks for having me 
This was uh, this was our uh, season finale little special surprise for yes. you guys. We can't believe that it's already been two months, three months since we know. started. I think three months since we started. And we are so grateful for all of you out there who listen to us. We appreciate you all. Thank you for showing us so much love. And we can't wait to see you guys at the next Girls night. Also, please, guys, share the podcast with at least one person that you know, and they'll share it with the next one. That's how this thing works. We really, really appreciate it. Please share it. We yes. really uh, want more listeners <laughs> to get, not not just for us, but to, to raise awareness for things that I feel like a lot of people don't talk about and are afraid to talk about, like Ashley opening up today about this association and things that happened to her. Like, this is the conversations we want to have. Um, so, you know, we're not afraid to open up, and I know a lot of people out there are, but if you just raise awareness and share it with somebody that you know, we'll get there slowly together. Yeah, so we'll see you guys next season. Love you all. Have a great rest of your girls' night. Bye, guys. Love you, too. See you soon. XOXO. Gossip girl. <laughs> <laughs> girls' night.